And we're live. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Sheep Kishir podcast. We're here. We talk about people, politics, and popular culture. I'm your host, the one and only Austin Creed. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you into the show. Uh, so I was not on the air yesterday because I had a, I had a, well, <laughs> I don't usually go on dates anymore, but I did. I did the other day and I, you know, you ever not done something for a while and then you kind of re-enter the game and you, you, you get back into the nitty gritty of stuff and you realize that you were right the whole time. You ever had that experience before? It's like trying a food that you didn't like and you're thinking then you haven't had it for a long time and in the back, back, back of your brain, you're thinking to yourself, you know what? I gotta give it another chance. I, I should give it another chance, you know? Who knows? Maybe I'll like it this time. Well, turns out, again, I was mistaken. And that's what we're gonna be talking today. I firmly believe, I'm gonna pose to you, the audience of the Sheep Sheer podcast, I'm gonna tell you right now, I believe dating to be very much dead. And I'm going to go into extensive detail on myself and why I believe that to be true. And it's not just about me. I mean, of course, this is my show, so it's going to be from my perspective. I mean, that's a given. However, this is not, I'm not alone with this. I've known, I know a lot of dudes who are in the same position as myself. I also know history and I know a lot of people don't like history. They think it's a, they think it's boring or annoying or whatever. So be that as it may, uh, by the way, you're all going to have to excuse me. I am drinking my coffee today, so if you hear a little bit in the background, my apologies. That is not my intention. But before we really get started and we dive into this, into this talk show, uh, I want you to know that your voice can be heard. Just go on over to my Twitter page at Ozzy Creed over there. I'm going to propose this question after the show is over. And I'm going to say, do you believe dating is dead? Have you seen any experience with dating? Do you still date? If you're not married, if you are married, did you, how did you meet your fiance, the, your fiance who became your wife? What's your story? Because make no mistake about it. I firmly believe that marriage can work. Problem is, <laughs> it doesn't really work that much anymore. But I'm getting sidetracked. Um... So, like I said, I want your voice to be heard. If you want to go over to my Twitter page at Ozzy Creed or go to the comment section of the video, don't be afraid to do it. I'm not going to call you out if I disagree with you. It's not my way. I enjoy surrounding myself with people who are different than me, think differently than me, act differently than me. Because let me tell you something. If you think that you're going to succeed in life by surrounding yourself with people who are always like, oh my gosh, you're so brilliant. Oh my gosh, you're so great. I mean, yes, like you're so smart about everything that you do. You might have a high um, inflated self-esteem, but you don't actually know if you're right or not. You just believe it, which in my opinion is kind of dumb. Well, my friends, we're going to dive into this and make no mistake about it. A lot of people are going to say, oh, it's Dawson's just bitter or hurt. He can't get no girlfriend. He probably never got laid before, you know, whatever. And you know what? Say what you want. I'll tell you something. Um, I'm not starved out here in these streets. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> so that's that's not the reason. I uh, you can rest assured when I tell you I'm not starving out here in these streets. That's that's not what I'm worried about. What I'm more worried about is that people don't know history, and unfortunately, those who don't know history 
uh, more often than not, they're the ones who repeat it like the schmucks that they are. They think that, oh, I don't need to know that. I'm different. I don't need to know none of that. It's not important. Well, my friends, we're going to look at this article and look, I could go on a spiel and talk about it from my perspective, but, and I will do that. But first, we're going to look at this because I want you to see this. So the title of this article is Dating and Marriage, The History of Dating. I'm going to read parts of it. I'm not going to read the whole thing because number one, who cares about everything? And number two, we're just going to break it down and I'm going to make my point as clearly and succinctly as I can. So here we go. Uh, it says, the idea of dating is an issue that most of historical Christianity has not had to deal with. That's true. If you look at history, especially amongst Christian Jews, Muslims, etc., they tended to believe more in just arranged marriages, very young marriage, because you build stuff together, right? Yeah. Over the past hundred years, however, we've seen a dramatic shift in what our world thinks about sex, dating, and marriage. This is true. You can think the sexual revolution, you can think the feminists like Bella Abzug, you can think the, um, you could think anybody you want, Hollywood, you could, you know, whoever you want, you could, there's plenty of blame to go around on that one. Uh, as a youth pastor, so the person who's writing this is a youth pastor, I don't know the person who wrote this, by the way, I'm constantly wrestling with how to instruct and teach my students on how to handle themselves within the culture they live in today. So this is from a biblical, um, this is from a pastor who's obviously a Christian, I believe this to be something that can be applied across the board, though. So for those of you who are not religious and are tempted to hang up the show, go ahead if you want, but do so at your own risk. Because you're you're going to lose the forest for the trees on this one. It says the concept of dating did not exist back in the day. Over the next... Okay, blah, 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 blah. Let's go down here. Oh, here we go. In the early 1900s, again history in the early 1900s young women were discouraged from going out alone with any male can you believe this yeah yeah there was a time when, when people weren't going to get drunk and puke on themselves at two o'clock in the morning while then and then going to sleep and going waking up at 12 o'clock you know at noon and to go smoke pot and go collect their welfare check yeah there were times when that didn't happen says, yeah, like I said, in the early 1900s, young women were discouraged from going out alone with any male, even relatives now, for fear of getting a bad reputation. Yes, the rumor mill, as always, was going crazy. People could talk. Look, let's be honest. When people are born, what's the first thing they do? They like to stir up drama. They like to bring up garbage that's nothing and make it into something because they're bored. For any of you who have seen shows on Netflix, my... I, some people in my family have really gotten into Bridgerton. You ever seen that show on Netflix? It's about like the British nobility and the dating and the courting and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's, that's essentially what they're talking about. Of people had to maintain and fit within the social norms. But we don't have those social norms today. We don't have that stuff anymore. Only thing people believe in now is it's a patriarchy's oppressing everybody. Uh, Donald Trump is no good. And that the uh, sexual liberation will make everybody feel better and safer. Well, I don't know about that part. Let's keep going. That kind of cultural conservatism began to wane as women's magazines hit the shelf. 
They give the example of Ladies Home Magazine that had over a million subscribers in 19, by 1900. Wow, look at that. It says, these women's magazines began to inform women about men and had an entire industry about beauty products, clothing styles, social norms, thereby weakening the influence of parents over young women. Mm. Look at that. You mean to tell me that there was an entire industry about beauty products and clothing and social norms? Oh my gosh, that's shocking. Really? You, you think women care about these things? I'm being facetious. Of course they do. <laughs> that's all people care about today. You ever go into a Sephora? I'll tell you a little story. A couple weeks ago, I went to go visit some family members. And two of my cousins, who are both high school girls, they were in Sephora for the longest time. I walk into the store, right? I walk in the store. First of all, they have a guard at the door. Smart on them. It's California. You never know what's going on. You, I walk into the Sephora, and it's just full of makeup everywhere, as far as the eye can see. It's an enormous store of just stuff. That I don't even know what I'm looking at. I look at it. Look, I have a face routine. I wash. I moisturize. I do that kind of stuff because I don't want to look ashy. and I don't want to look gross. I get it. But this is the something else. I'm at level one. This is like some level 10 level stuff. I walk into the store and I'm walking around and I'm like, there's eyeshadow, this, the foundation and Stuff I didn't even know how to pronounce. I'm walking up down the aisles and the stuff's like 50 bucks, 100 bucks, 150 bucks. I'm like, what is this? What? No wonder. No wonder these stores making money hand over fist. People will always buy this stuff. You ever noticed? You, you meet, I've met women in my life who they are broke. They'll admit to you. They broke. But yet they got a full face of makeup. Their hair is done. Their nails are done. And you wonder why they're broke. And it's like, well, there it is. They're spending money on this makeup that the that's designer when they could have gotten it somewhere else. And according to what I know, makeup kind of works against you. I mean, look, correct me if I'm mistaken. But from what I understand, the more makeup you wear, the more it kind of ages your face a little bit. And so you need to then put on more to still get the same effect. It's almost like a drug. Look, I could be wrong, but from what I know, that's what happens. But they highlight this back a hundred years ago. Again, this was over a hundred years ago, and they highlight that this was happening. Let's keep going. By the 1920s, urbanization provided social outlets for meeting outside the home, rather than calling at the women's homes. In other words, look, if you want to know what I'm talking about and you don't know anything about history, go to Netflix, if you have Netflix, watch the Bridgerton series about the noble women and how they courted, how they found matches, dating season, all that stuff, you will understand this article better. You will understand how stuff worked back in the day compared to now, and it will shock you how much of a difference there is today. It will, You'll feel like you're going into another world. You will not recognize it. You'll look at England today versus England of 100 years ago, 200 years ago, and you'll be like, oh my God, what in the world is this? Next keep going uh rather rather than calling at the woman's home in other words going being a straight up guy singles were now able to go out together at places such as restaurants movie theaters and dance halls this began to create new social networks for single people away from their homes and their families and parents and opening up greater opportunities for such things as casual dates 
and inappropriate sexual contact. So you notice in this article alone, they highlight that dating draws you away from the family structure, away from what most people have known for most of human history. And then you end up in the situation where we find today of you got to live a double life. Do you really think that most people who are on Tinder tell their parents they're on it? Do you think that if they meet online, like on Bumble, on Hinge, or plenty of, of funky fish or whatever, do you really think that they're going to be like, oh, so how'd you guys meet? Oh, yeah, we, we met on a dating site that was meant for hookup sex. No, no one says that. They're going to be like, oh, we met at the library. Oh, uh, we, we met in our, uh, our class if you're in college. Oh, we met, like, I don't know, at some crochet bingo hall. What, some random th crap that's not dating apps. Because when you say that, your value immediately is like, oh, you uh, kind of a hoe. Like, immediately, that's what they're going to think. Which is why, and people aren't stupid, they get this. That's why dating is dying, because it's going more online. It's going more into the digital space, and they're getting farther and farther away from exactly what this man is describing. Okay, so he continues to go on from the... So he touched on the 1900s. He went to the 20s, 30s, 40s, the 60s, the 70s. Let's go down to the 70s. Here's the 70s. By the 1970s, Playboy, yeah, Playboy magazine. This was before internet pornography. By the 1970s, Playboy was taken from behind the counter at select stores and displayed on the shelf alongside Penthouse. Ugh, Larry Flint, that bum. That mook. Don't get me started on him. Which was an even harder version of play of, of pornography. In other words, it was just triple X level stuff. Stuff you see on the internet today. In 1973, abortion was legalized. Oh, there it is. So that... Those not wanting to assume the responsibility that came with their sexual activity could legally murder their child. Oh, oh my goodness. You mean to tell, how dare he say such a thing? How dare he say that an abortion is infanticide? How dare he insinuate such a thing? That's just reprehensible. In fact, I think some social justice warrior watching the show who's probably going to hate on me at any second. I think they should definitely go find out who this person is. And they should definitely go and investigate him because that's not okay in the new America. How dare you not be in solidarity with the female experience and abortion? How dare you not want to cover up one sin with another sin? How dare you? Let's keep going. In 1974, oh, oh no, he's about to agree with me? I, I have not read this beforehand, just so you know. I did not know he was about to agree with me. This is great. In 1974, no-fault divorce, ding, 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 another huge player entered the scene, was legalized so that some of the legal difficulties and social stigmas associated with divorce were diminished. Look at that. So in, in the 1970s, you have abortion becoming legal, you have no-fault divorce becoming legal, and then you have Playboy and Penthouse being distributed along with uh, kids' candy bars and uh, Pez dispensers at your local um, candy store. My friends, you want to look at this? Let's look at this timeline one more time. Uh, let's reread what happens in the 1900s. Young women were discouraged from going out alone with any male, even relatives, for fear of getting a bad reputation. 
the kind of cultural conservatism began to wane as women's magazines hit the shelves, and then they became more interested in uh, the beauty products, clothing style, social norms, and begin to learn more about men, and they be and their dependency and the influence of the parents begin to diminish, diminish over the young women. Now, we fast forward 70 years of this slow drip, drip, drip campaign, and then we have Playboy and, and Penthouse entering the entering from stage right, and then from stage left, we have abortion becoming legal and no-fault divorce becoming the law of the land. Now, my friends, you might think that this is no connection whatsoever, and if you think that, well, you're wrong. Because let me tell you something. This is not an accident. You don't. You think this stuff happens in a vacuum? Look, I could read every single decade. If you want me to do it, I can. But I don't think that that would inherently would add anything to the discussion. I think when everything is said and done, dating is dying because it's becoming more about things that don't matter. For example... You look back at Shakespearean England, right? When he wrote about these these tragic romances, like like um, Romeo and Juliet, for example, right? This idea that love conquers all, love is what's important, love is all you need. Yeah, like the Beatles song, "All You Need Is Love." The hippie generation, when they were talking about this obsession with love and love is like this miracle drug and it's going to save you from everything and it'll cure your you know cure your cancer it will it'll create world peace and uh you and all you need is a, a little a bag of weed and maybe some peace not war you know all that good stuff and then the world's going to be a perfect utopian society and it's going to be great and blah 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 loves all you need just have some love there's some love there's some this there's some that my friends <clears throat> let's be let's be real for a second today we have more sexual liberation than we i think we've ever had maybe since sodom and gomorrah or in human history as a whole do people seem any happier do people really seem happier today than they did maybe 50 years ago 100 years ago Older people listening to the show, what do you think? Do you think I'm out of line? Do you think I'm wrong? You've seen this change firsthand. I have to read about it in a book or on an article online. You've seen it. You've lived it. What do you think? Because I'm here to tell you, dating used to be... So, we talked about the ni- the 1800s, right? Sorry, not the 1800s. The 1900s. 100, about 120 years ago, right? We talked about it. Well, there was a time when going on a date was a euphemism for, I'm going to go hire a hooker. Think I'm making it up? No, no, I'm not. It used to be a euphemism for paying for sex. And you look at today, are things really all that much different? No, I'm not saying you go up to a woman today and you pay her 20 bucks, 100 bucks, and she drops that neck. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is this. What's the difference between that in the 1900s than today when you pay for a girl to go, you go on a date and you go ice skating or you go out to fancy restaurant and have dinner and then you go back to your house and you have sex? What's the difference? All that's different is that you paid the money to the restaurant instead of paying it to her or the pimp. 
I mean, let's be honest. What's the difference? You're paying. Whether it's her or someone else, you're still paying. This whole idea of free sex is stupid. Because you're nothing is free. Nothing is ever free in life. If you ever look at the laws of power, one of the laws of power is you will learn to despise the free lunch because it's never free. It costs you more. Now, I'm not saying we need prostitution to come back to the United States of America. It's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is this. People frame things differently, hoping that when they frame it differently, that it's going to actually be different, when in fact it's a different shade of the same color that they started with. Look, how do you explain, if dating is not dead, how do you explain that the societies, excuse me, the societies on earth that have the highest birth rate are also the ones that are the most, quote, restrictive or oppressive. How do you explain that the societies on Earth have birth rates that are often 5x what we have in this country, in the United States of America, and yet they're very often Muslim countries that are very restrictive, that are very oppressive. Why is it that their birth rate's out of control? They're growing at record numbers, and then you look at a so-called sexually liberated society like we have here in America today, and the birth rate is dropping like a rock. How do you explain that? I thought dating was going to make things better, easier, one more liberating for everybody involved. And yet, why is it the marriage rates are garbage, the divorce rates are up, marriage rates are down, birth rate is down, and then you look at other societies on the planet. Now, I'm not saying they're happy. Make no mistake about it. I'm not claiming that they're happy. I'm claiming that they're getting results. Results that we are not getting. And which begs the question as to what is the difference between them and us. And that is the difference. We are, through sexual liberation, we have thrown ourselves new shackles that we do not know are even on us. <clears throat> People don't see society for what it is. They see it how they want to see it. How the government wants you to see it. How the people in power, the merchants, the, the merchants of our time, the big tech people of our time, how they want you to see reality. I'm learning in, in public relations right now in college <clears throat> about this idea of gatekeeping, which is essentially, if, you, if any of you have ever changed your car oil, there's a funnel that you pour the oil into, right? The top of the funnel is big, and it slowly gets smaller and smaller and smaller, and then it gets very narrow at the bottom. Well, that's what gatekeeping is in the social media world, is everybody just dumps their content in there, and then the gatekeepers at Google, the gatekeepers at Facebook, the gatekeepers everywhere else, TikTok, you name it, they have to then decide what stays, what goes, what's good, what's no good, and what you get to consume. That's no free speech. At any point, they could, they could turn the show off for any random BS reason, saying, saying that I'm hateful when I've never advocated for hatred. All I advocate for is the truth. And if you don't like the truth, well, then go back to watching Mickey Mouse and go back to voting, voting Democrat. That's all. If you don't like it, that's too damn bad. I don't claim to be someone who gives it to you the way 
Do you want it? I give it to you the way you need it. Old Dog Austin gives you the pill that helps you get straight. Helps you get that dose. Because let me tell you, good medicine tastes lousy. That medicine that you get that tastes like cotton candy and whatnot, mm, that's not it. That's not as good. Good medicine tastes lousy. And so I'm here to tell you, dating is dead because it was never alive to begin with. It was always part of the subculture. It was always part of the more prostitution area. And it wasn't what people that were more higher in society did. It was the lowest common denominator. And like many things in modern American culture and society, we have elevated the bottom of the barrel. The low bar has become the high standard and has become the norm. And you mark my words. You mark them down if you want. Mark down my words. We will see in the coming months, the coming years, we will see a rise in arranged marriages for people who are in the higher rungs of society, the more rich, the more successful. We will see more of a arranged marriage culture in this country. That it will eventually leak down to the middle class because people will begin to see that divorce is destroying them. Dating is not help dating is leading to divorce. And people want to create that generational wealth. And they don't want someone to destroy all of their hard work, all of their father's hard work, their grandfather's hard work. And they don't want someone, some gone if low life, to come in and steal what they've worked hard to earn in plain English. And so that's why we're going to see more of an arranged marriage where the parents are directly involved instead of just indirectly informed when the time comes. Friends, what do you think about marriage, relationships, dating? Do you think it's dead? Do you think it's thriving? Do you think it's a disaster? Do you think it's just misunderstood? Let me know. I'm, I'm here to listen. Again, it's my perspective mixed in with a little bit of research, as much as the truth as I can find. So I'm curious what you think. But until next time, my friends, God bless you. God bless your family. God bless America. Again, hit me up on Twitter at Aussie Creed. I'm going to post this question as soon as it's over. If you want to leave a comment in the YouTube, on, on YouTube or on Rumble, wherever it is, go ahead and do that. I want your voice to be heard. All right, I'm out of here. Peace.